0: thanks for checking out the long and short of it podcast you can find us on all good podcast platforms please consider following or subscribing we hope you enjoy the show hello and welcome to the long and short of it the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the metacritic top 100 list my name's lawrence and i'm joined by this is Dan.
1: Welcome to the podcast.
0: We had a little uh had a little chat before we just started recording about how we uh how we intro this now because we're we're of course no longer talking about the games that are on the top 100 list on Metacritic. It's more of a a personal choice of games now. We've um we've finished the original and now we're on to the next stage. So we're we're kind of in uncharted territory, aren't we? Yeah. It's uh it's all very new but we've had a few weeks off um finished the metacritic top 100 took a few weeks and now bar here we one. are bar 1 uh, being half-life alex but yeah now here yes. we are with something uh, as monty python would say now for something completely different but not completely different just a, a bit now for something a little bit different
1: the triumphant return yes the second album of us
0: that's right the difficult second album Yes. yes, quite. How are you? Are you well today?
1: I'm all right, yeah. Um, Yeah, so our our measuring stick will still be Metacritic um, for the time being. That will change in the future as we move to the Open Critic list. But um, for now, we're we're sticking with that. There's also another potential list in the distant future, which is an old list, actually, that goes back a lot further. It's not Schindler's list, no. Mm. It's... um, can't think what it's called off the top of my head, but it's uh basically it's an older list that goes back further and could potentially have a few older games on there. so um we'll have a look at that at some point.
0: We will um and before we before we dive into this new project, I suppose uh today, just wanted to uh say a thank you to everyone that's um rated and reviewed our podcast in the past for the past like year or so. Apple Podcasts has been under like a, a little bit of construction I think and it's been quite hard to find um, the analytics to our podcast but when having a little look uh, I think it was last week I found that quite a lot of people have uh, left us very supportive and kind reviews on, um, particularly on Apple so just wanted to say a thank you to everyone that has rated and reviewed us in the past it's much appreciated and it is it, it's, uh, it's very nice to read your kind words so Thank you, but alas, we march forward. So, to kick off our just
1: as a, a quick one. So, games rankings is the um, additional list that I was re- referring to. So, we we may have a look at that in the distant future. The Not games
0: soon. rankings list. Very good, um, but yeah. This is this is now something new. Anyone that's listened to the podcast for the past maybe year when we started kind of mentioning the plans after the top 100 will know that me and Dan are now talking about 15 games each that we think either maybe deserve to be on the top uh, 100 list or would be in our personal top 100 lists. So or we now, just want to play. Yeah, or, or we just want to play or, or want the other to play, so... We're now kind of on to personal preference of choices, so we kick off that new project with one of my games to start with. So today we're going to be talking about Star Wars Jedi Knight's Jedi Academy. Now Jedi Academy was originally released in 2003 um, on the PC and then a little bit later the Xbox and was developed by Raven Software. Um, So yeah i suppose D- did you know much about this game before uh before you played it
1: no not really um i i think i had a a cursory um awareness of some of the sort of offshoot star wars games that were going around um at the time on p s two and also um the following generation and and now um it feels like fewer star wars games are released so i'm kind of more aware mm. of what's going on but there are a lot of star wars games releasing at this time and this was one of them and you also got a bit of um differentiation between consoles so what you got on the xbox was different to what you got on the gamecube for example um where you had the rogue squadron series yeah so yeah it's 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 a bit of a an, an interesting time for Star Wars games really back then.
0: It was, and I mean there, there's, there's a big element in this game that I, I, fo- I find that games that came out kind of up to and around 1999 I think, had quite a large emphasis on the way that the, the original trilogy ran, which was wasn't a load of lightsaber combat it was primarily like an actual war game, a lot of first person shooter games, a lot of you know, blaster games. Whereas when um, Star Wars The Phantom Menace came out in um, 1999, that started the prequel trilogy. And what George Lucas did with the prequels was he really put a big focus and emphasis, and it really started with Episode 2, which I think came out the year before this game, of loads of lightsabers, loads of Jedi, lots of lightsaber-centric stuff.
1: Jedi stuff.
0: Yeah, Jedi things. And you kind of see that in this game. And I mean, like like you say, there was a big differentiation between what was on the GameCube and the Xbox at the time. There wasn't too much on the PlayStation. Yeah, um, interesting. I mean, what, what, one of the games that I remember from that time, I didn't play it back then, uh, but was a game called Star Wars Obi-Wan, which I'm pretty sure took place just before the start of The Phantom Menace and then ran the... Um, the film through, but there are there are there a few PlayStation games at the time that came out in line with you know the the prequels and stuff. But Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace on the PS1 being incredible. I know certainly
1: for the GameCube, the reason that that the Rogue Squadron games, which are very critically acclaimed, um, came out there was because I think they're um, developed by Level Five Games and they had a history of developing with Nintendo, so they were very mm. used to that hardware. Um, so. The N sixty four had Rogue Squadron one, and then you had Rogue Squadron two, Shadows of the Empire um, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, and um, Rogue Squadron three as well. So, yeah, that was all level five games, and they're they're a really good um, collection of of Star Wars games, actually.
0: Yeah, and I mean the the Jedi Knight series, um, it goes back quite far, to be honest. Although it was originally under a different uh, different name, I suppose. But kind of going into what the critics said or thought at the time. So looking on Metacritic, when this came out in uh, when this came out in two thousand three for PC, um, it had a meta score of eighty one. So not not too bad. You know, it's nowhere near the areas where we were kind of ranking the top one hundred games. But it's you know I, I think that's a pretty decent score. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, a lot of people were saying that the gameplay. Of this was what um, sets it apart, and particularly that if you've ever dreamed of being a Jedi Knight, then you know this is the game for you. Uh, you've got things calling it a quality action game, um, although a lot of the feedback was that Jedi Academy wasn't quite as strong as its predecessor, which was Jedi Knight: Jedi Outcast, um, yeah, which was the the direct predecessor to this game. And you, you've you not played Outcast,
1: have you? No, uh, from from what I hear, it's a bit more story-heavy and focused.
0: Yes, I, I think that's fair. Um, and I think one of the reasons for my selecting this game in, in the list is primarily nostalgia. And I think a lot of the games that are in my top 15 will be nostalgia-based, whereas yours are somewhat nostalgia, but they're also games that you genuinely think are you know my I, the
1: trend with mine i've said to you already is is games that may not traditionally fit into the the, no. the best games ever because there's usually a bit of a glaring flaw with them mm. um but they've either got what i would describe as a lot of heart or a lot of personality that really to me transcends and there's something about them that i think really elevates them in some cases, above what we see on um, some of the games on the top 100 list.
0: Yeah, whereas mine my, mine, are weird, to be honest with you, and I, I struggled to come up with 15, um, but we, we will get to those. So you've, you've said you don't really have any history with this game, do you? No. Um, so my my history, I think I mentioned it in a, f- a few episodes here and there, but back, you know, back when we were doing the original list, games like Vice City... I think probably games like Halo 2, I remember watching my uh, my stepbrother at the time playing. And I think this was one of them. And I got a little bit obsessed with it because I think he had it on the original Xbox and I, I didn't have an Xbox. So it wasn't a game that I could easily access, but I yeah. really, really wanted to play this game. And I think the main reason for that is, A, the lightsaber combat. Because for me, a, a lot of people think that Star Wars games... It, it, it's difficult because some people will look at different Star Wars games and want different things from them. For me, I love a Star Wars game with good lightsaber combat and a decent story. Whereas some people prefer the vehicular-based Star Wars games or the first-person shooter Star Wars games or you know, whatever. Whereas Jedi Academy... Or the
1: RPGs or... Yeah, you know, Kotor. Tra- racer Yeah,
0: Pod Race is a great game. And Kotor came out the same year as this. Yeah, and, and I think that there are quite a lot of elements in this game that differentiate it from Kotor. Oh yeah, it's so different. They're, they're different games, but I think there are things that Jedi Academy does there's, that are more similarities for
1: RPG yeah.
0: than Kotor is, like the the customization and stuff. You know. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, 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 it's very much a product of its time. Like I said, this this film, this game came out just after Attack of the Clones, but it was just before The Revenge of the Sith. And we'll get onto the narrative and the story in a moment, but it's important to note that when this game came out, a lot of the stuff that this game brought up was in somewhat canon because the the original Star Wars stories that were brought out between the films and of the games and the books and everything else um Lucasfilm basically made all of it canon it was called the expanded universe but when yeah um George Lucas sold the rights to Star Wars to Disney in 2012 they basically just fired off all of the um the expanded universe stuff which is a shame because there is so much of it but where, where did you play this game because we we noted that it came out in a few different places at a few different times
1: yeah so <clears throat> there is a remastered version of this game um which was put together by Aspire. Aspire um, have been doing a lot of remasters of Star Wars games, and they were doing, I think they were doing the the KOTOR um, remake at one point, but now they are defunct, I think, um, and they had some, some difficulties. So they released KOTOR 2 on the Nintendo Switch, and they said they were going to release the um, really quite important DLC, which ties up the story and they never got around to releasing it, which is a bit of a shame. Um, See, so yeah, I played this on the switch. I know it's also available on the, the PS4 and, and probably Xbox as well.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I thought this would probably be a good game for you on switch. I, I had to kind of flit around a few areas cause I've got this game on steam from years ago. I've also got the original Xbox release, um, And I also have it as a digital download because it's also on um, Xbox Game Pass. But I primarily played it on the PS4. However, I'm not sure if it was the install of it that I had or if it was just a bit buggy when I first installed it. But I had to restart this game about three times and ended up deleting it and reinstalling it because it was quite broken. And I don't know if that is just the build and the port of the game or if I just got unlucky... Um, and it was frustrating and it does go to show that these older games, no matter if you port them, they can sometimes still go quite wrong if they're not like, yeah, you know, tinkered with properly.
1: Um, but I pro- also some of the, um, so, so the switch version was generally pretty stable. I think I had it, um, crash once in the entire time I played it and I was doing the thing that you recommended me do, which was, um, deleting save games as I go along. Yeah, and um, resaving. But th- there were funny flaws in it. So on the briefing screen, for the life of me, I didn't know how to uh, view the full briefing. So I only could see like page one of the briefing and I pressed all the buttons and mm. I couldn't get to any of that extended briefing. So it's just little things like that. And I know um, the other thing is the aspect ratio of this game. Obviously, it's an old game Yeah, um, presented on... New hardware, and it chops off some of the faces at times, and yeah, it's just little things that a really high-quality remaster wouldn't would probably fix, but weren't fixed here.
0: Yes, yeah, it. it I mean, it, like, like like we say, this is a twenty-year-old game, and a, as well as that, this is a twenty-year-old game that was developed for the PC um so it being ported onto console even though it's 20 years after it's never going to run perfectly i suppose no. because it isn't it isn't made for consoles particularly for the switch and the playstation xbox has probably an argument but um yeah so next two areas narrative and kind of what what this game is so before we get on to the narrative what what do you do in this game what kind of game is this
1: well, you've you've kind of hit the nail on on the head already by saying it's a lightsaber combat game, yeah. which also um, has first person shooting. Um, so it can be third person or first person. Um, there are also, as they did it at this time, there are random vehicular levels, and which I'm sure we'll discuss. Um, but. Basically, you're, you're running through levels, you're completing quite broad objectives and you're decimating countless foes with a lightsaber. That's really the the long and short of it, isn't it? Pretty much.
0: Um, so so what's, what's the story? What's the narrative in this game? It's like you said, uh, uh, Before we get on to that, actually, this game does have RPG elements about it as well. Um, you know, at the end of every level you've completed your objectives uh your for your core force powers will grow stronger which is like force jump push pull and sense and then you can also put points into light side force powers which are things like force heal um i I can't remember any of the other light light side force powers because they're just not very useful but then the dark side powers you can put points up to three points per power into things like
1: shield on the light side shield as well
0: um yeah and you've got things like force lightning force grip force drain on the dark side um side of things which yeah and also in line with rpg elements at the start of the game you create your character there's a few basic choices you can make in terms of look gender race etc what they wear and then the best part, in my opinion, is you get to create your own lightsaber from the hilt to the colour. And you can choose from blue, green, purple, yellow, orange. and orange. Um, so yes, what's the story of this game,
1: please? Um, so, as it says in the title, Jedi Academy, um, you're not playing as the... I'll call it a series because they really are... The uh, Jedi Knight games really are a series of games. So so there's a series protagonist which, who is Kyle Katarn. And he uh, is in the game, but he's not the protagonist this time. Um, important character, but not the protagonist. You're playing as Jaden core Correct, is. is. Um, and as you say, you can customise that character to a degree uh, as to how you want them. And... You have built your own lightsaber. You're going to the Jedi Academy. You meet a very um, lovely character called Rosh, who I know is your favourite character. He's everyone's and... favourite character. He's not annoying at all. No, no. <laughs> and basically, you're you're training up. You witness an event where someone's using some power. <laughs> Excellent. And you... You've... So the story here really is... Quite simple, and there's a lot of kind of filler in between yeah. the story missions. And um, then you go to Hoth, and you you fight Allura who comes back later. And at some point, Rush is like your um, f- sort of friendly nemesis. And... Yeah,
0: it's like you got a friendly ri- rivalry with him, haven't you? From yeah, side, uh, which is rivalry, primarily pushed word, by before.
1: him. Yeah, so he's your rival, and he's. constantly trying to undermine you and then at one point he turns to the dark side and you set out to save him so so the grand story of this game is a character called tavion who's trying to um resurrect one of the old sith lords on korriban i can't remember his name ragnos that's it um and your your goal is to prevent that from happening um Pretty much, there's I wouldn't say there's much character development along the way, or no, um, it's really that cut and dry, and then there may be some odd story beats here and there in between, but yeah,
0: yeah. The the, the story takes place about 10 years or so after Return of the Jedi is finished. Uh, Luke Skywalker is creating a new Jedi Academy alongside Kyle Katarn, and like you say, um, you attend the academy with a new cohort of students. With Rosh Pennon, who is the most irritating rival character in video game history, and has a very annoying voice. Um, as you proceed, the, the the game is set up into there are four or five missions you can undertake, and then once you've done those, there is a story-based mission which helps you know um, move the story along. So you've got the first set of missions, and then from there um, you have. Um, exploration of Echo Base from Hoth which is obviously a throwback to the Empire Strikes Back then the next set of missions and then from there you have to go to um, a place called Vajune which is where Darth Vader had a castle, which is yes. where you find Rosh and find out that he's he's been turned to the dark side and, and fight him you then get promoted to a Jedi Knight, you do a few more missions and then from there it's the case you have to go to a planet called Taspir to try and find Rosh because he's reached out saying that he's made a mistake and wants to turn back to the light side. At that point, you then have a choice of whether or not you want to continue on the light side, or you can make a choice and turn to the dark side. Um, and that's
1: your, your binary choice, which dictates the outcome of the game. Yeah. Um, as with most Star Wars games at this time, including KOTOR, really, um, it's whether you want to be light side or dark side and, and that will affect the outcome
0: yeah so there, effectively there's two stories um running through this this game the story of uh, rosh and and jaden i suppose and then the wider story of uh tavion and these sith cultists bringing back the spirit of ragnos to overtake the galaxy um it's a pretty basic story and all of the characters are very basically written. You know, Luke Skywalker's got a fair bit of input in the game as well. Although he does stand like he's pooed his pants. He's got a bit of
1: input, but he is, in a way, completely non-essential to the story. <laughs> Pretty much,
0: yeah. It's it, it. It is the story of Kyle...
1: Jaden and Rosh. There's a few cameos in there as well. Yeah,
0: Boba Fett's in it uh, for one level. Chewbacca's in it, the Millennium Falcon, and it's the same in Jedi Outcast. You know, there's a level where Lando shows up. Um, so th- there is fan service in these games, and particularly some of the levels. You know, like going back to Echo Base on Hoth, or going to Darth Vader's castle on V'jun. Um, There are like there, there are levels as well where you you help out Wedge Antilles from Rogue Squadron. Um, which is quite a nice little throw-in, but yeah, it's it's a very basic story. So the, the the main emphasis of this game is really the gameplay. The story is very bare bones, and we've noted that this is it's an action RPG with lightsaber combat and force powers. So gameplay is king. It stays in our new format. But do you think this game is fun to play?
1: Um. It's all right, depending on the level. Some levels I wanted to throw the switch at the wall. Um, some levels were okay. And yeah, it really does range depending on the level that you're playing for me. Some levels I found fine and then other levels really, really aggravating. Particularly towards um, the end. The middle for me was, was the most tedious part. But yeah, towards the end when you're you're fighting a thousand and one dark jedi one after the other um that gets a bit annoying as well um yeah so sort of in the middle for me it can be fun but also not
0: yeah mixed varied
1: (laughs) i wouldn't use the word varied but yeah
0: (laughs) we'll say varied um I I, I think this is one of those games where if you've got like if you same as what we mentioned with Metal Gear Solid originally that if you've got history with this game and if you've got a background with this game it's quite easy to jump in and out of but going into it blind 20 years after its release I can imagine that it is quite a clunky and quite frustrating experience
1: well I get lost quite a lot and because you 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 said obviously you've played it extensively in the past yeah a lot um, you knew what to do a lot of the time but there were times when I was just running around not sure what to do next Yeah, and it doesn't really steer you in any direction so it's a lot of um... trial and error and I, I'm not going to say out. yeah and it's not it's not as bad as some games certainly but it's there
0: yes that's fair enough I, I, I think this game is fun there are I, I think when it's good it's very good and when it's bad it's quite poor
1: there's um, some absolutely shockingly bad levels in there
0: oh there are um, and this, this game lives and dies by its levels and really the highlight levels are the ones that are kind of like the end of chapter levels Um, so Hoth, yeah. Vajune, Vig- uh, uh, Taspir and Korriban and there are a few decent levels thrown in here and there with like the different missions but I, I, I think yeah. it's fun to play and I think the lightsaber combat is what makes this game um, but what what was your favourite move, or what was your favourite thing to do?
1: Um, I quite liked the, the, so when you jump in the air. So so jumping actually, when once you've um, got to the the third lot of missions and you've um, reached your full capacity for jumping, um, that's quite fun to do because you can just jump ridiculous distances. Um, you can also do this um, sort of side flip off walls um you can also do a back flip off walls if you're jumping straight at them which led to a few deaths for me but the side flip is quite a cool little move you can do obviously the the bread and butter of this game is the lightsaber combat um which is solid but yeah Yeah. some cool moves in there as well
0: yeah for, for me my favorite move will always be the lightsaber combat in this game i think that it isn't perfect in fact it's far from perfect but personally, I think that the lightsaber combat in this game should be the foundation for all lightsaber combat in Star Wars games. And I do realise that this is a 20 year old game now. So, you know, it's not going to be the same as games coming out now like Jedi Survivor.
1: So, what do you think the lightsaber combat does well?
0: I think that it, the fact that it's free flowing is what makes it good. Because a lot of games lightsaber battles will be very scripted, or it will feel like you're just swinging a sword around, and there's no skill to it. Whereas in this game, it is very much a case of you will lock sabers with enemies at some at some points. Um, you know you will get into points where you need to be a bit more strategic about how you're going to fight, whether that is with a fast style or a strong style. Um, whether or not you, you're going to throw your saber to, to cause damage that way. I think, I thought that Jedi Fallen Order was a really good game, but the, the saber combat was good, but it felt like it was too scripted, if that makes sense, whereas the saber combat in this game doesn't feel scripted. It feels like there's a bit of skill to using it, and it also feels like you are wielding a lightsaber, you can't really get it on the consoles but there is like a, an option on the original pc port and i think on the original xbox, uh, xbox port as well that you can turn a setting on that basically gives you realistic uh, saber settings
1: yeah i saw, I saw that that's quite cool where
0: basically even if you're not swinging your lightsaber but you just you brush can walk your... into
1: people and kill them yeah. because it's because of that because it's a lightsaber a lightsaber yeah yeah
0: um and you know it is very satisfying when you are in like a, a a saber duel or whatever to just slice someone and then their arm comes off and you're like all oh, right okay well they're done yeah that's cool. Um, and at around the halfway point in the game, after your fight with Rosh at Vader's castle, um, Jaden's lightsaber gets destroyed. And when you get promoted to Jedi Knight, you have the option of uh, creating a new lightsaber, and you can either just keep it as one single lightsaber. You can get a double-ended lightsaber, very much like Darth Maul from Episode One, or like I said, this game came out not long after Attack of the Clones, which in that film you see Anakin Skywalker wielding um, two sabers. So you have the choice of one, two, or a double-ended lightsaber for the rest of the game. Um, and depending how you choose, it will very much depend; uh, it will very much change the the saber combat that you run with. Yeah. what 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 did you go for you went double didn't you yeah
1: double ended yeah
0: and what color did you go for
1: um so i changed it so originally i started with orange and i changed it to purple for when i uh, upgraded my lightsaber you wanted to be so a little yeah, bit closer to Mace Windu yes a purple saber that's fair
0: i mean i've i've played through this game quite a few times uh, this time i started off with a blue single saber and then i did what i usually do and i got dual sabers um, halfway through and went for a blue and a green um, but yeah the the lightsaber combat in this game is the highlight for me so we mentioned that this is a 20 year old game so it isn't you know it isn't perfect with today's standards and I'm very aware that it's a flawed game but let's talk a little bit about the visuals and the audio so what, what, what do you think of the look of this game and the sound of this game
1: um I think the visuals are probably the area where you can really see that it's aged. Yeah. Um, it's not, even for the time, I don't think it stood out as being an attractive game. And there, there were some games that were really pushing boundaries back then. I mean, around that time, you probably had the, the original Splinter Cell and stuff like that. Um, the The lightsaber combat looks nice, um i think the animation of it looks nice and if you're watching it on a screen it looks nice and it just flows nicely but yeah that the the faces the hair it all just looks a bit drab um yeah and i think it looks actually similar to maybe a little bit worse than kotor um i don't know if they're running on the same engine but yeah they they do there is a similarity between them
0: I I think this game looks better than Kotor. Um, the the aesthetic of Kotor was my biggest problem with it, I think. And again, that's because it's a twenty year old game. But I think that this game doesn't look great for its age, particularly uh, the faces and the hair. Um, I think some of the environments are pretty decent. Um, yeah. And you know there are some really standout levels that are included in this game. Like I said, the castle is fantastic. Taspir, I thought was really good. There are a couple of good levels where you're on like a tram at the start, uh, running through a planet like Coruscant, that
1: cool.
0: trying to stop this train. Um, but then there are some very drab, very dull air, like Tatooine, like Tatooine has been done to death. And yeah, it's, it, it's 50, 50 to look at this game. And I think when you're in the areas where the visuals pop, it looks fantastic. But the drab, kind of browns, greys, Tatooines, or whatever, do they just look a bit dull, uh, particularly these days. So, how would you describe this game in a single word?
1: Um, so, before we get there, let's, so the sound of the game um, is generally pretty solid. Star Wars and um, the voice acting. Voice acting is good. Um, obviously, they've got the, the Star Wars licensed soundtrack. In terms of licensed soundtracks, um, I always prefer it when licensed games do their own thing with the soundtrack and present something different. That's why I loved Goldeneye soundtrack because it wasn't typical Bond fare. It did. am it didn't. It had cues of the Bond theme in there, but it didn't have um, the entire Bond theme at all in there. But it, there were references to it throughout. Yeah. Um, and I prefer it when licensed games do that rather than just ripping the soundtrack wholesale, which which they do here and they do in a, a many, many other licensed games. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good soundtrack in that it's the Star Wars soundtrack, but it's, it, it could have um, maybe moved away from that a bit.
0: I think the voice acting isn't fantastic. The guy that voices Luke Skywalker is a relatively decent uh, Mark Hamill impressionist and the guy that voices Kyle Katarn as well is decent. I think the male version of Jaden is quite poor, but the female version. See, I didn't of Jayden... use the
1: male version. I used the female version, ah. which was Jennifer Hale, yeah. and she's pretty solid.
0: Well, yeah, she 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 did, um, She did. was a Metal Gear Solid, wasn't she? She's Naomi Hunter. Yeah. She's done uh, Mass Effect. Loads um, of stuff, yeah. So, yeah, the, the voice acting for the male Jaden isn't great, and I think the voice acting for Rosh is quite poor as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, That's shockingly bad. Yeah. But then, the character.
0: But, well, no one likes Rosh, let's face it. Uh, he's he's got a um he's got a bit of a tinge of Quentin Flynn about him which is um Ryden from M- the MGS2 but worse but worse significantly worse frustrating and annoying and irritating but yeah so describe the game in one word
1: um I, I was thinking about this earlier on and sometimes when you're thinking about one word to describe a game um a word just leaps out to you For me, the operative word that I keep coming back to with this game is um, dated. I just think a lot of this game is dated. And that is the, the big hurdle for a new player that had never played it before. And I find when people discuss this game, they fall into one of two camps. They're either camps that played the game before and still very much enjoy it. I mean, I saw, um, I saw hyperbole on YouTube calling it the perfect game and things like that. And then there are the, the sort of new camp, I'd say, um, more realistic that, are, people. That, are, that, are, that are probably viewing it with a bit more of a critical lens. And, um, and, and I would say, yeah, to me, the biggest hang up that I have with this game is that it's, Dated. That's not to say that it wasn't a decent game at the the time, or even a good game at the time. It probably was, but in twenty twenty three, it's just it's a hard sell if you haven't played it before.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I get that, and I think one of the reasons that Jedi Outcast um, is a lot more liked than Jedi Academy is because Jedi Outcast it kind of isn't sure what it is to begin with. the The first half of the game it's a first person shooter you don't get your lightsaber until midpoint and then the game style changes and I think that's what people like about it because it's very much a more varied game and the story's a lot tighter because it is just telling one story rather than you know giving you... I would be
1: intrigued to play that one Uh, and I know you talked about we're going to do the second lot of choice games that we're going to get to eventually yeah maybe Um, so if you do do that, yeah, I would be interested to play it.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a potential. Um, and, and to be fair, it's maybe me want to go back and play it because I've not played Outcast for years. Um, but the, the, the word that I'd use for this game, it doesn't really make much sense, but it's just lightsabers. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: it's fair enough, I get it.
0: And that kind of runs quite well into um, the question of the week that I, I want to ask. So... I know you're not as much of a Star Wars person as I am you know you you, you don't mind it, you quite like it, but you yeah, describe yourself as a casual fan, fan. Yeah. yeah, so for you, you've played quite a few Star Wars games anyway, yeah, what would make a great Star Wars game in your opinion, and what is your favorite Star Wars game? So two questions there, I suppose
1: I find that, as you kind of alluded to earlier, a lot of the Star Wars games have a strength and then they try and do other things and it deviates from that strength. So obviously with the row Squadron games, yeah. the f- vehicular combat is the strength. And in, in the third game, they do have on foot sections, yes. which were criticized by um, critics at the time as being not as good as the vehicle stuff. Mm. Um, and, and the same here. I mean, one of the worst levels in this game is... is the speeder bike yes level um does not control well (laughs) I, i thought it was awful really found it terrible um bouncing all over the place and just really so i don't think the vehicles are the strong suit here so they tend to do certain things well and then the other stuff they don't so it'd be nice to see um a game come along and manage to get all that stuff in but that's a a big ask because obviously if you've got a vehicle combat Star Wars game you're basically looking at a Star Fox engine um, or a Star Fox like game combined with on foot stuff yeah um, combined with good combat probably combined with first person shooting Um, I personally prefer the RPG Star Wars games I think um, I like the White Rose Squadron games but I think probably kotor is my favorite of the star wars games that i've played um i quite like the lego ones as well actually i think they do they do something right um yeah
0: i um i'd I'd be interested to see your thoughts if you played um the new the, the the two newer ones so uh jedi fallen order And then the newest one that came out a few months ago, Jedi Survivor. I've not played that one yet. I
1: started playing Fallen Order. Is that the one where you start off on like a big ship? Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 a a Souls-like
0: game.
1: Yeah. And I started playing it and um, I I own it. And I really thought from what I saw, it was good. Um, So yeah, I would like to play that properly.
0: It's a a decent game. And the the other one that I'd suggest is because you mentioned the Lego games there. I'm guessing you haven't played the newest one they bought out a year or so ago, uh, The Skywalker Saga, which is all nine films.
1: Uh, I actually, again, I own it. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably get around to playing it with my girlfriend.
0: Yeah, she, she's a big fan of the Lego games, isn't she?
1: Yeah, well, it's just, they're just fun playing co-op, aren't they?
0: Yes, that, that that's quite a fun game. Um, and it, it's a bit different from the original Lego games, but it is fun. Um, I mean, for me to answer that question, what makes a Star Wars game good for me is the lightsaber combat. And I think that's good in Fallen Order, it's okay. I think in the Skywalker saga it's alright, but I think this is where the foundations were best for Saber Combat. And this would probably be my favourite Star Wars game, Um, other than maybe Star Wars Battlefronts but not Battlefront 2 and not out of the the remake cohort. So the original Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It yeah. came out, I think, in like 2004 maybe by... Um, yeah. I think it was Pandemic Studios. Um, yeah, that's
1: that's quite a critically acclaimed Star Wars game, pe- generally. Yeah,
0: I mean, people prefer Battlefront 2, which I get, because there were more maps. You could play as heroes and stuff. But, yeah, I, I love the original Battlefront. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, so... As we approach the end of the episode, we've got a slightly new format here because obviously this game isn't in the top 100 list for Metacritic. So the first question um, I believe has to be asked by you or is it yeah, me? Yeah,
1: so so I know that the answer to this is going to be probably not a straightforward one. So why have you selected it and why do you think... Um, this deserves to be on the Metacritic top 100, if you do.
0: Yeah, I mean, a a lot of the games that are going to be in my list, I don't really think should be on the top 100 list. And there's probably an argument that I could have in my own head where I'd say this one doesn't deserve to be there. Um, I wanted to play this game because, as with a lot of the games that are going to be on my list, they're just games that I love more than I think that they're fantastic or amazing or critically acclaimed it's just games that I really love that I have a bit of a soft spot in my heart for and this is definitely one of them Uh, I played this game a lot when I was a teenager when you know I spent a lot more of my time gaming and it's like there's a few games that I've played in my life that not not a huge, huge amount of people have played like on the levels of like Rockstar games and stuff like that. But they've got a bit of a, a bit of a, a following. following, and some people think they're great and some people don't. Whereas for me, for one point in my life, I was utterly obsessed with this game because I loved Star Wars so much. Um, so I, I don't think I could make an argument for saying this game deserves to be in the Metacritic top one hundred list because I don't think that it does. But it is if you've got the patience for it. A fun game to to play regardless although you know from your experience slightly frustrating in some areas
1: yeah um, just adjust your expectations accordingly and yeah. i think you i think if you've not played it before you probably have to be quite a big star wars fan to so, to get along with this game
0: yeah quite quite possibly um but i mean the the next new question that we have is to the person that was playing it for the first time, or or not the yeah. host, is do you think it deserves to be there? I, I already know what your answer is going to be for this.
1: Yeah. I, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I'm not not based on my commentary throughout the episode. I think that's clear. Um, it was certainly wasn't a bad game. It was it was inoffensive, and. I I think there are games on your list, on your side of the list, which we're not going to reveal yet, um, that I'm looking forward to less than this one. Generally speaking, I I quite like Star Wars games, so I'm I'm always happy to jump into one. And there are some Star Wars games that I do want to play, and Fallen Order is one of them. Mm. So, yeah, I think probably there are other Star Wars games that I would nominate over this we already do have KOTOR in the top 100. Um, but yeah, I think to me, um, I haven't played them for, for a bit, but I, I feel like Rogue Squadron might have aged a bit better than this, but I don't know. I haven't played yeah. them for a while. Rogue Squadron 2, particularly.
0: Yeah, and you know, there are the 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 vehicular star wars games usually review pretty well like rogue squadron you've got Star Wars episode one racer which is obviously a classic um Star Wars starfighter and Jedi starfighter but then you've also got games um oh, what was it called there was a game where you know um twisted metal on the playstation yeah there's a star wars game of that that i it's star Wars oh. demolition
1: and oh, i don't know it
0: it it wasn't great, and I've spent a lot of my life playing not great Star Wars games. And another one that I would probably put up there is Star Wars Episode One Jedi Power Battles. Just
1: there were just a lot at this time, yeah, weren't there? There were huge a, amount. There was a flood of them, really.
0: And you know this this goes back even further. Like I think the first Star Wars game I ever played was um, Star Wars: A New Hope on the Game Boy. And then, as well as that, I had Super Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And there's just so much out there. And the Super Star Wars games are classed as quite quite good. Um, but then you've got games like Yoda Stories. And yeah, it's, they're, 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 there's a big catalogue of games out there. Some are great yeah. and some that aren't. Um, but yeah, that pretty much concludes this first episode of our new format. So, what do we have coming up next time? As it is uh, one of your games, we're taking it in turns. So, what do yeah. you got?
1: So we're going to be playing. This was a. This was the final addition to my list, and it was a bit of um,
0: a controversial. It was one. a.
1: It was a bit of a spur of the moment one in terms of. It's a game that I've really enjoyed in the past. Um. But it it, it has some caveats to it, and um, may get into into those in a second. But yeah, so the game that I've chosen is um Alpha Protocol, which is the spy RPG. Um, from Obsidian, released in the year 2010, and the big caveat with this game is that it's very messy, um, but it does something so right, and if you can get past the jank, and there is a lot of jank, yes, there um, is. I feel like it's a, a really enjoyable game. I mean, I've just finished it again a couple of days ago, and thoroughly enjoyed my playthrough of it, and... I, I i feel like i can forgive the the jankiness of it because again the stuff that it does well it does very very well and it's there's, there's nothing quite like it so i do feel i feel quite happy having replayed it to have put this up yeah. um for the list but yeah uh my i've already given you a bit of a briefing as to what to prepare for be prepared for the worst um crouching animation in the history of games yep already um,
0: experienced that
1: awful and <laughs> similar jank at other points as well and be prepared that the RPG stuff is completely imbalanced and you'll go from probably struggling quite a lot to being a massive overpowered beast towards the end of the game depending where you sink your uh, points into uh, um, which is entertaining as well and, and how, d- so, how do you
0: think that I'd find the game?
1: um I think if you can get past those flaws, I think you'll, because I think you quite like spy games as well as I do, and I think, this is one of the reasons I picked it really, this is the best non-James Bond, James Bond game there is.
0: More so than Hitman?
1: Yeah, I'd say so, because what Hitman doesn't do quite so well, Hitman's about disguises and Hitman's its only thing to me um whereas this has the conversation this has the smooth talking this has yeah going to bars and yeah th- this is the whole side of James Bond that the James Bond games don't really do very well right um, I know what you mean yeah it's it's the globe trotting exotic stuff that the films so heavily have but games have never really delved into and yeah it really ticks that box for me, so I think if you can get past that, you'll enjoy it. But it all depends whether you can get past it. I would say um, funnel your points wisely, and uh, you could probably you, you'll probably start enjoying it, right. especially when you get to some of the more interesting locales, which there are. Um, it doesn't start off strong. No, starts off quite poorly, yes. frankly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, and I can. It's one of those games where it's divisive and I can completely understand why some people would not get past that stuff. Yeah. And at the same time, you will see a lot of people online that have got past that stuff. So you'll fall into one of two camps with it. Um, and I'm interested to see where
0: I guess we shall see. Um, yes, but yes, that episode should be next week. So yes,
1: that will be next week.
0: Yes. Thank you for joining us on this new project. I suppose we hope you've enjoyed it as we, as We move forward week on week, the, um, the the running of it will get smoother. We're just uh, kind of working out how to do this new format, I suppose, at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, we hope you've enjoyed it. As always, we're on social media, we're also on threads now. However, I don't know how much of a live social media app that is at the moment. Um, but yeah, as always, long and short of it podcast. We're on Twitter, Facebook. You can e- email us at long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com and yeah if you've enjoyed this um this episode please give us a rating like we said at the start we um we eventually do see the ratings and they are greatly appreciated years later yes years later and we do appreciate your um your feedback so yeah but until next time that is all we've got so we'll see you next week for alpha protocol anything else from you for today
1: no that's it
0: well here is the um the 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 required mention of mr blobby uh right yeah the, the, we haven't had a dying embers
1: yes <laughs> that's going to continue yeah, so quite. be happy about that
0: and we will see you next week for our protocol cheerio
1: see you on the next one